Welcome to A Lawyer's Guide to the Galaxy, a podcast about geek culture by lawyers with your hosts, Ben Siders and Kurt Damon. And welcome back to A Lawyer's Guide to the Galaxy, the podcast that asks interesting questions that don't have any answers with your host, Ben Siders. That's me. And the other guy is, as always, Kirk Damon. That's Kirk. That's me, Captain of the Enterprise. We are geeked out, intellectual property lawyers, uh, ready to do our <laughs> Kenobi predictions. And we're just going to dive right into it. Um, we're kind of rushing through this. So, so quick background. Kirk walked into my office about three minutes ago. And said, have you seen the new Kenobi trailer? And I said, yes. And I had also sent Kirk uh, my Kenobi predictions document, um, I think over the weekend. And Kirk has since supplemented it. I have not read what he added. So this may be a little uh, chaotic as we go through this. But we decided rather than than do our usual spend four hours talking about this together and then record a uh, 20-minute podcast... We'll just do the podcast right away. So we're going to do our, our Kenobi kind of uh, trailer discussion and predictions and then uh, maybe a little discussion after that. Um, and then uh, hopefully we also have more regular content coming out to you because we're kind of burying the lead here, which is we haven't released anything in <laughs> six weeks. <laughs> yeah, there is that uh, issue. That's, uh, there's a couple of things going on. Kirk and I have both been busy, and then I've had uh, medical problems in my family for the last three weeks. So that's kind of kept us out. But we're, everybody's fine. We're all fine. We're fine here now. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, that's <laughs> okay, that Star Wars reference or hand solo. All right. Um, Kenobi predictions. I got a note here I put to Kirk. These are getting harder to do because the writing is getting more creative. Um, what we've seen happen over and over here with these Star Wars trailers is all these these head fakes that the producers do with the trailers. Because remember episode seven, uh, we had all this footage from like that 30-second dream sequence Ray has. <laughs> and we're like, what's going on? And and of course, none of that was actually part of the real plot of the, the film. So um, we're, we're getting uh, cagier about these in response, but I'm worried that we're going to overthink it. So uh, anyway, here we go. We're going to go through our predictions. Uh, these were numbered. They're kind of chaotically numbered now, but we'll, uh, we'll do the best we can. It's because so, I added mine. I added numbers between Ben's to point out where I thought they should be. So yes. there's like half numbers and everything else now. Yeah. One thing I think is important to, to point out with this, and I think that I'm becoming increasingly excited about Kenobi. Like I was a yes. little lukewarm on this, but I actually really enjoyed the last trailer. And part of the reason I'm going to say I really enjoyed the last trailer, to me it was reminiscent of, and this is going to sound bad, the trailers of the prequels. Which I thought the trailers of the prequels were They're wonderful. All really good, yeah. The first one especially. Yeah, the first one especially, and the one for episode three. The first one for episode three, the one where you see like everybody kind of breaking down because yeah. you know what that's going to happen in episode three. Um, and so it was one of those like to me, this Kenobi trailer had that feel to it. This ominous like something bad is going to happen feel. Mm-hmm. Except in this case, as opposed to episode three, we don't know what it is. Uh, and that's the thing I really got to from it. Um, one thing I did mention to this, I threw this up for Ben's sort of benefit. And I think it's important I'm reading it for the first know. time now, the timeline. Um, yeah, so Disney Plus on uh, May the 4th sent out an email to any subscriber that has an official Star Wars timeline. And it places um, the, the Kenobi specifically on the timeline. And I specifically noticed it that it places it before Rebels and after Solo. And presumably after Bad Batch. That yes, also. and after Bad Batch as well, because Bad Batch comes before Solo. Sometimes we're sort of getting all these pieces filled in in that kind of that 18-year time frame. Yeah, and the reason I, I, the thing I have with it, it's going to influence me, and unfortunately it's been a while since I saw the movie, and I now want to watch it again. Which one? Is Solo. So, yeah, I've only seen it the once. I think the ending of Solo is going to become extremely important into Kenobi. Which part? Because I think at the very end, they're just leaving to go meet Jabba. I'm going to predict this in conjunction with it, which is we learn of a very important character involved in the smuggling syndicates in Solo. Okay. Who is Darth Maul. 
Oh, doesn't so I haven't seen the, all the other animated series yet. But doesn't he fight Kenobi and die? He fights Kenobi. So yes, that's the spoiler I have in here for yeah. Ben. We should Six. say spoilers. We're going to spoil lots <laughs> of things. We're going to spoil a lot Kirk's of things. Kirk's going to spoil stuff for me. Fortunately, I'm immune <laughs> to spoilers because I'll forget everything I've been told last um, time I could watch it. And I'm not entirely through Rebels. I'm three episodes from the end. Oh my god! If you guys have not watched Rebels, watch Rebels at least the last two seasons. Um, it, it gives you one. It gets a little bit overly mystical, but it's fascinating in the idea of what it portrays and the way they're tying stuff together. Obviously, it, it also shares some writers with the current systems, so I think that that's an important thing with it. But yes, one of the things in first major spoiler: Kenobi strikes down Darth Maul in a lightsaber battle on Tatooine. Do so you think that happens? Wait, does, so you're saying they're going to put that in? The Kenobi series, or I it's think already they're happened. Going to go around it okay. um, as to what the thing is. The reason for it is, is when he does so, Darth Maul asks him a very sort of key question. Darth Maul figures out that Kenobi is protecting someone, and it's a boy. In the course of doing it, you know that Darth Maul had searched for Kenobi for many, many years. And this and is all laid says, out in Rebels. It's all laid out in Rebels. Okay. Um, he's he searches in conjunction with it. He finds Kenobi on Tatooine. He uses Ezra in order to find him. Kind of uses him. Um, that's how they find okay. Kenobi. Kenobi knows how this battle is going down. The reason being is because he sends Ezra into the desert on his dewback to go take Maul's ship. So he knows Maul will die in this conflict. Okay. Um, and that's important with it. But when he strikes Maul down as Maul is dying in his arms, Maul asks him about the boy and says, is it the prophecy one? And, and Kenobi responds with, it is, and Maul says, he will avenge us both. Hmm. And so the idea behind hmm. it is, what is he avenging? And so part of my big thing is, I think Kenobi is going to answer that question of why did he series? say that. Um, as to what it is, and I have some theories sort of going into it, I'm going to go into in conjunction with it. The big thing I'm going to bump into in conjunction with Ben here is, a huge amount of my theories are based on Rebels. Uh, Which I've not seen all of. So, not, not so seen, I'll, I may have to. I'll, I'll take a crack at these, but uh, it may be inaccurate. So that so was Kurtz, this. That Kurtz, was my first question: Is will we have the Maul's, Maul's last uh, words and Kenobi's the response to him explained? So I'm going to say yes, just based on odds. Uh, they have done, I think, a really good job of consistently weaving in elements of the animated series into the series, which kind of makes sense. There's a little more depth, the characters are more developed, um, and the movies have mostly not been great, so yeah. <laughs> they're going after the content that, that that's working. So I'm going to say uh, yes to that one. What do you yep. think? So yeah, I think I think that is going to be, in some sense, I think that's a fundamental piece of Kenobi, um, is that we're both going to find out the answer to this. We're going to find out about that climatic battle with Maul, what Kenobi knew going into it, um, and potentially what involves Maul. I'm going to talk about that later, but that's sort of my answer in conjunction with this. So. Okay, and that's that's number 0.5. Kirk had to put <laughs> decimals in to renumber these. Okay, number the first one, or the second one, is, is mine. Number one, we have this quote. I'm going to butcher this because I did it from memory. In, uh, in episode four, uh, we have this quote from uh, Vader at, during the Death Star confrontation where he says to Kenobi, the last time we met, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. Um, so this implies some final meeting in which Vader was still Kenobi's um, force inferior, for lack of a better word, which means one of the following is true. Either Vader and Kenobi will have no direct encounters during this series, mm -hmm. which means their encounter on Mustafar was their last, last encounter that Vader's talking about, or... I think another possibility is the referenced final meeting happens during this series. Now, you, Kirk, have read, I think, that there may be multiple encounters? 
So that, well, there's or someone so else. I started, I started listening to a couple Star Wars podcasts because of my excitement about Kenobi. Interesting that F has gone up, and I wanted to see other theories. Um, I know there are theories out there that they may be multiple encounters between. Uh, I think Vader it goes back Kenobi to like the uh, like because remember in like the '90s there was a fan lore for a long time. Like the whole battle on the lava planet thing, I think was originally fan lore that kind mm-hmm. of got absorbed into the Star Wars. You know, yeah, but that's uh, how Vader canon. lost his legs and why yeah. he became Vader. Yeah. But I want to say that that that, that fan lore. Had had in it that there were multiple encounters before you know the action in Episode Four. So if they stick with that, it's sort of a fan homage. I'm inclined to think that the last of those encounters takes place here. So I'm going to say yep. number two is correct. Vader and Kenobi have another encounter. Of some I think kind. we have to have some kind of an encounter between them um, in this. I'm not sure we're necessarily going to have a lightsaber duel. Yeah, maybe not. Them, but I think we're going to have to have some kind of encounter. It may be something that's a sort of force discussion, something like that. Yeah. I can very well believe they will never actually meet in this could try triple face to face but there part of it's because obviously casting Anakin you know Hayden yep. Christensen as Anakin because well, Vader says Darth the Vader. last time we met not the last time yeah. we fought yeah. so and so that's why I really wonder if what we're going to see here is a meeting but not necessarily combat between them that would be an extremely interesting idea um one of the things is from the trailer, the the apparent assembly of Vader shots. Yeah. Um, are we going to learn more about Vader truly becoming Vader? We will now see him yeah. in the you know in the true suit as opposed to sort of the suit at the end of Episode Three. Yeah. Um, you know the, the sort of you know hey he's lost more of himself. Why does he do that? One theory, and I think it is a potentially reasonable theory, is we will see Vader lose his other hand mm-hmm. um, in the course of this. That's an interesting theory. He may lose his other hand to Kenobi. Um, we'll definitely see where that is. So again, I think there will be an encounter. I don't know what the nature of that encounter is going to be, and part of that is because I have a further theory down this, and it's my take on a head fake. Okay. Um, Let's this. get to the head fakes so. then. So I'm calling this, I've got several categories here. I call this cynical marketing foo. Here's, here's, <laughs> my, here's my summary to Kurt. Disney has demonstrated the penchant for head fakes in the Star Wars trailers. Like I said, footage is disproportionately focused on a narrow amount of time, on visions, dreams, other non-plot events to throw us off. We see a lot of Tatooine footage in the trailers, a lot of emphasis on Owen Beru. We see Luke sitting on top of the, the, the sand igloo. Here's my theory. True or false? The Tatooine-heavy trailer footage is a head fake. That action all takes place in a short, kind of compressed time frame, uh, but most of the series actually takes place elsewhere. The trailer's just trying to trick us. <laughs> I think the, my take of this is what it is. I'm going to say it's false. I'm going to say it's false because I believe Kenobi is on Tatooine and all the scenes involving Kenobi will be on Tatooine. Okay. But I'm not convinced that all of the episodes will be centered on Kenobi. Um, I think what we see, and you mentioned it later, the industrial city. Yeah. I think that's going to be searching for Kenobi um, and them looking essentially in the wrong places. They imply that from the trailer. Um, but I think we're going to have something on there that there may be additional things going on um, around that. You know, you asked the question, is that Coruscant? You know, what is our yeah. potential industrial? Um, it looks town? like Hong Kong to me. It looks like Hong Kong. It has that kind of look to it. It has the look of Coruscant from Clone Wars. Yeah, a little bit. Um, is the thought I had with it. So I think we we are going to go and we're going to see Coruscant. Remember, we have the fledgling empire at this point in time. Yeah. Uh, we don't have a really established empire. Luke looks like he's seven or eight, yeah. maybe six, seven or eight. So, you know, definitely the empire is established, you know, at the time we have this. I think Luke is supposed to be Anakin's age because, again, we see him pod racing on the um, yeah. the, the bruise thing. I think we're supposed to be drawing analogies between him and his father yeah. Um, in conjunction with this. So I think he's supposed to be around that age. Okay. So that's my take is I believe that Kenobi, for the most part, is going to take a lot of place on Tatooine. 
it also falls back, and I've said this in the podcast before, I believe they're starting to tell planet stories, and I think Tatooine is becoming an incredibly important planet. Uh, again, mention it from Rebels. If you watch the end of Rebels, Rebels is Lothal's story, mm-hmm. as you learn at the end. Um, and so I think we're going to see the idea that this is tattoo- part of Tatooine's story. That's an important key aspect of here. So I'm going with false uh, in conjunction okay. with that. I said true. Uh, number three, cameo watch. We get at least one of the <laughs> following when he was young cameos of an Imperial character. Krennic, Tarkin, Ozzel, Gibeon, and then Kirk and added Boba Fett. I added Boba Fett because I think we are going to see Boba Fett. Um, and it's interesting, again, you know, I was listening to um, a number of fan podcasts. There was a discussion of Cad Bane potentially appearing in other podcasts. And potentially the idea of Boba Fett. There is a, there's a line between Boba Fett and Cad Bane in the, uh, the Boba Fett, Book of Boba Fett, where Cad says, This is not the last time I have beaten you to a mark. The thought being there are bounty hunters looking for Kenobi. Mm-hmm. Um, Boba Fett sense. and Cad Bane being the ones both looking for Kenobi and Cad binds him first as opposed to a young Boba Fett. Maybe we get Boba Fett disintegrating somebody. I think we may get <laughs> Boba Fett disintegrating. I think more importantly we get Boba Fett's connection to Tatooine and why mm. is Boba Fett connected to Tatooine which they hint at in conjunction with the book of Boba Fett. So my, my take of who we're who we going to see as a major cameo is Boba Fett. And so I'm going to say if we get the cameo right we get an extra point. Um, <laughs> so I was going to say Tarkin originally because they've already got the rights and yep. the CGI put together for him, but they could go a lot cheaper and just do something like Krennic, who fits into the time frame better. Yep. So I'm going to go with yes, and it's going to be Krennic. Yep, and that's I, I like the idea of Krennic. Quite frankly, I see Gideon too. I just don't yeah. think they're going to be playing with Gideon that much. I think with Mandalorian coming up, he's going to yep. be in it, so there's no need to do that here. Okay, 3.5, Cameo Watch number two. These numbers are going to get confusing. We see This is a Kirk <laughs> edition. We see a critical character from Rebels, sort of like how we see Saul Guerrero in Rogue One. One of the following Ezra, Kanan, Gideon, Maul, or Thrawn. And I threw that in there because I think we're going to see Maul. Maul um, right. That is my, my take as to what it is. I can also very well believe, given the time frame, we will see Thrawn or we will have a hint at Thrawn. I, um, I think I think we are going to see Thrawn because they need to set up the Ahsoka series. Yes. Uh, and we've gotten to see the live-action Ahsoka and live-action Thrawn. The people need that. <laughs> yeah, I can very well believe those things, you know, with it. And again, I think this would Maul. My reason for saying Maul, and I'm going to go re- way out on a limb here. We know Maul is searching for Kenobi. It is his obsession. We learned that in Rebels. There is the line in the trailer, you are still obsessed with Kenobi. Mm-hmm. That is supposed to sound like they're saying that to Vader. I think that's a head fake. I think they're saying that to Maul. Yeah. I think we're going to see Darth Maul searching for Kenobi. That's going to be an important part of this. Um, We know we have the Inquisitors associated with this. We have seen the Inquisitors fight Maul and the connection with Maul in Rebels. Um, and, and, And we have seen Vader fight Maul. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see that that play again. I think we're going to have a playoff Maul here. This is a little bit wishful thinking. Part of it, I think, because of the fact that Maul is probably the most interesting character in the course of Rebels. They made him a just incredibly intriguing personality, what he is. Um, stuff I know from, again, just things that he was supposed to be a more important character originally. Um, that you know, Lucas had talked about he wanted to be a more important character. He might actually appear that they made him a more important character in Rebels because he was popular in the fans, I think we're going to see him come back as live action. Now, part of it is there's been a statement, well, they didn't hire the same actor. That is correct. However, remember, Maul has lost his legs. It would not be the same movement Mm -hmm. because his bottom half is robotic. 
Um, so you can effectively have any actor play him. Um, so that's my thought there is that that's part of their head fake is we're going to see him. And that's the idea also because he shows up as being important at the end of Solo. Um, and the connection with it. So, again, I think we're going to see Maul. I think if we see Maul, we're going to see Thrawn or at least get a hint of Thrawn. Okay. I can very well see Thrawn in some sense be a... a we won't necessarily see him, but it being something where it's a, a suggestion that he's there, yep. a sub-reference, so we can set up Ahsoka for exactly the same reason. I'm going to say, uh, just to be different, I'm going to say Ezra, although I'm, I'm expecting like a Thrawn post-credit sequence or something. <laughs> so. Okay, number four. Uh, this is mine. We see Vader without his helmet. Otherwise, why cast Christensen? Yeah. I mean, they go, almost certainly we're going to see this. Yeah, I'm going to say yes. Um, I think we we're also going to see Vader here. really be assembled. We're going to see the idea of what does he need, what how does his suit work, stuff like that. Yep. I think that's going to be a key element of this. Number five. Kenobi visits or otherwise communicates with Yoda on Dagobah to discuss Luke. And I pulled this apart, actually. So when, when uh, Ben oh, actually yeah. originally put this, he put a second one um, in conjunction with it that the... Um, that Kenobi's uh, later defeat at Vader's hands is foreshadowed in that visit. I pulled that apart because I think we're going to have the visit or communicate with Yoda and Dagobah to discuss this. I think there will be something associated with those lines. Um, I'm a little reluctant on this one because I think we're going to have that. I'm not sure it's necessarily going to be with Yoda. Mm -hmm. It may be with Ahsoka. Again, oh, because yeah. of the Ahsoka thing, you know, in conjunction with it. Uh, but I think we're going to have some connection around Luke and what is Luke's place here. What so are you're they saying no Luke? Yoda. So I think it can be Yoda, and I will go with Yoda. No, you're yes, I okay. think we're going to say yes with Yoda, and I do think we're going to discuss Luke. Okay. Then I'm gonna, so I'm gonna, then I've got, you're right. The second part I had was Kenobi's later defeat of Vader's hands is foreshadowed. This implies Kenobi is fully aware that the That's the part I added. lead to his death. I'm going to actually say no on that one, although I kind of think they will. I think it will be... I don't know. I think I think the the communication with Yoda is going to be very indirect. Yep. I pulled it away from it because again, I think that the Kenobi's later defeated Vader's hands is foreshadowed. I don't think that will be foreshadowed by Yoda, mm. but I think that is something Ben is going to learn or Obi Wan is going to learn, and I think we're going to learn of him. His understanding of the events of New Hope, for lack of a better way of putting it, which is actually, I believe, my next um, question. Yeah. So uh, I added to it, we learn Kenobi's death, or more accurately, sacrifice, which I really treat as the thing, is critical to defeating something, uh, Vader, the Emperor of the Sith. Uh, in other words, we learn why he raises his blade on the Death Star. Oh, okay. I think yeah. one of the key things we have about Obi-Wan's character is he is the only Jedi we have ever seen purposefully sacrifice himself without the idea of specifically saving others. Mm -hmm. um, it's one where he, he does it in a way which is designed to be seen by Luke. That's clearly what's implied by Star Wars. Now, obviously, at that point in time, there was no canon around it. Yeah. The purpose behind this was so that Luke saw it, so that it spurred Luke to, to move on to become what he would become. But the idea is, why does he do that, and why does he know to do this? One of the things that was raised in conjunction with, again, some of the fans is why do we not see Obi-Wan use a lightsaber in any of the the battles on Tatooine? We see him use a blaster at one point in time, mm -hmm. um, which he even comments in in, um, in Star Wars about the idea of, you know, blasters being in elegant Random weapons, and crude, yeah. You know, and stuff like that is to what we have with um, we we also, that why yeah, We also so see much. stuff in Star Wars where he basically gets into... Um, the uh, his his chest, and he takes out Anakin's lightsaber to give to Luke. We know that the first time we see him use his lightsaber is as obviously Modus Eisley as they're seeking transport. I think there's going to be something with the idea that he has he has put away his lightsaber. Mm -hmm. um, he's got something going on. Maybe he's he's truly hiding as a Jedi. The lightsaber would give him away. 
What my take of this is, is that we are going to get some indication of Luke needs him in the future. He generates this he generates this understanding of what is going to happen in New Hope, which involves, you know, Uncle Owen's and Aunt Beru's death mm. that involves them going to the Death Star, this sort of battle, and, and Obi-Wan himself's death spurring Luke on. I think we're going to have something that tells us that. So you're saying yes to this one. I'm saying yes to that one, that he's, we're going to have something that basically spurs him to that sacrifice and why that is necessary. Okay. I'm going to say no. I think the, as usual, the fans are th- overthinking this more than the writers <laughs> are. Uh, and then the third part of number five, uh, Kenobi uh, and Yoda or other Jedi reinterpret the prophecy to make it about Luke or to better understand Anakin or Vader. I think they're going to avoid the prophecy, so I'm going to say no to that. That's why I threw this one in there, because I think that this is the question is, are we going to see the stuff with Maul where they hint that the prophecy is about Luke as opposed to being about Anakin, Mm -hmm. or are we just going to avoid the prophecy in the same way we've avoided the midichlorians? That's why I put this one in here, because I think this is a good one. I think we are going to see something about the prophecy. Um, And again, I have no idea how they do it, but I think we'll see a a throwaway and reinterpretation of it. Number six, more cynical marketing foo. We get a Grogu origin story, and it involves Yoda or another direct tie into the Mandalorian. Yeah, I threw in another direct tie into the Mandalorian. I'd say it didn't have to be Gloria. I'm actually going to say no on this one. I'm going to say no on this one, too, right. actually. I don't think we're going to tie this into the Mandalorian. If anything, we're going to tie it into Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, it, it, to me, I think they need to kind of leave the Mandalorian alone. Yep. Uh, number seven, Cameo Watch 3. We get at least one of the following Alliance or Light Side cameos. Mon Mothma, Admiral Akbar, Bile Organa, or General Maydeen. I don't think we're going to see any of these. No. If we do, I think we're going to see Mon Mothma, but I don't think we're going to see agree. any of if, them. If it was any, it would be her. I'm also going to say no, so I don't think either one of us are um, big on that one. Um, the problem is none of these characters are that interesting at this time frame. And, yeah, and, Mon Mothma is, again, from Rebels, yeah. but Mon Mothma is involved in Rebels directly, and that's that none of them are near Kenobi. Uh, yeah. The only real reason to have them is to say a connection between her, him and the Alliance, but I don't believe he's connected to the Rebels at this time. I think we really are having his separate story. Number eight, we get an origin story for the Old Ben moniker. I think we yes, are. I think we definitely we are. are. That's We're going to find out where Old Ben comes from. <laughs> this is what they do. They take everything we know about these characters and they shove <laughs> those plot points in. Number nine, cynical marketing foo. There is an Osaka Thrawn tie-in and they tease uh, a new series involving a live action, action Edra, Ezra Bridger in the post credit scene. It's a two-parter. Yep. So I think the answer to that is going to be there will be something that's a Thrawn Ahsoka tie-in. Yep. Whether or not it'll be a post-credit scene, that is an appropriate place to put it. I can see it being at the very end. Um, but I very well can also believe it's going to be something that shows up. You know, I can see there being a reference to the Chimera, to being a reference to, you know, yeah. Thrawn arriving on scene, something like that. We may not necessarily see him. I can believe they will show him just because of the fact, again, to sort of do it as the That would Ahsoka be a really tie-in. cool way to do it is to have like a scene where they're like, sort of the Chimera just exit in hyperspace. Yeah. I'll be like, oh my gosh. Yeah, that kind of thing. Sort of. I think there's going to be that that kind of thing with there. I don't think it's going to be that big. I don't think we're going to get a live action Ezra. No, okay. So you got, you got no for the second part, yes yep. for the first part. That's a two-parter also. All right, number 10, resurrecting the past. We get a Force Ghost or other cameo of one of the following dead characters. Qui-Gon Jinn, Shmi Skywalker, Padme Amidala, or Mace Windu. Ugh. Any of these would be both... Either terrible or awesome. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, if it's going to happen, I think it's going to be Qui-Gon. I agree. I agree, yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I think gonna, we're going to get... No, and that's kind of where I pull into the idea that I think it's going to be Yoda if we're going to pull in a, some kind of a Force connection thing. 11. We learn why Obi-Wan initially tells Luke that Vader killed his father instead of the truth. More generally, why is Luke's past hidden from Luke? 
This explains uh, the line from Empire Strikes Back, Ben, why didn't you tell me? Yep, so I, I put in this as a, as a quote with it, as one of the things with it. I think it's, it, again, as I follow into this, I keep going into the, the first, we see the interaction at the beginning of Star Wars is going to have to be explained, which kind of feels like the first interaction between Luke and Ben or Obi-Wan, you know, that he doesn't really know what's going on. We know we have him tell him, you know, hey, Vader killed your father. Um, now, obviously, that, that was that was that all, all those lines were written with none of this backstory in existence yeah. yet as to whatever it is. But this kind of falls into my comment with the trailer with Ben saying, you know, to um, to Uncle Owen, when he comes of age, he will have to be trained. The idea of the disagreement in conjunction with these things and sort of what is it then potentially keeping him away from what it is. I think the the key to here is the idea of. And again, it sort of ties into my idea of he has to see Obi-Wan die, that there's an element behind that, and, and that Vader strikes him down. I think we're going to get some indication of Obi-Wan learning what he has to do with Luke. That yeah. What is Luke's future and what he has to do with Luke, at least until Obi-Wan's death? And because of that, I think we're going to get some explanation of why he does what he does with Luke. Yeah. So so, gonna, someone, someone's going to tell him, basically, give him a reason why Luke can't know the truth. Yeah, yeah. That, that kind of idea with it. There's right. going to be something like why he can't do yes. it. And I'm going to say yes with that. All right, number 12. The Empire will be indicated to have or be researching cloning technology to tie into the last episode of Bad Batch. I'm going to go with yes on this because it may also provide a bridge to Thrawn, who is interested in finding uh, uh, the clones Thrawn. of the yep. Jedi. So I wonder if we also get a Thrawn reference to that. Because if, if any of you have read the Timothy Zahn books, there's at some point before the Jedi Purge, a bunch of Jedi are put on a ship and sent like outside the galaxy, um, and one of them was actually cloned before he left and winds up being an evil Jedi. So yep. I'm going to say yes on this one. I'm actually no. I'm going to disagree with you. Oh, no, I proposed right. that one, and I like to throw you throwing it in because I think it's an intriguing tie-in, but I don't think they're going to do it. Okay. Number 13, we learn why Luke was steered towards becoming a Jedi, but Leia was not, akin to Grogu's choice on Mandalore. So I, t I did the thing with Mandalorian. We have the idea of Grogu making the choice. Do you choose the Mandalorian armor or do you choose your, the Yoda's lightsaber? Um, you know, thing with that and the idea of, you know, him making a choice of to become a Jedi. My thought with this is that we have some kind of indication of why are we watching Luke? Why is Obi-Wan watching Luke? But mm -hmm. nobody is watching Leia. They obviously know they are twins. Mm -hmm. You know, they know that both children are born. At least we presume that. Um, and so do we get an indication? That, no, Obi-Wan doesn't actually know Leia exists. Because obviously we have Yoda revealing it to him with no, there is another. Yeah. Um, and so do we have the idea that basically Obi-Wan believes Luke is the only Jedi? So that we, we have a, 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 an idea of him being hidden from Leia. That's why I put that in here is one of the, the plot holes we have is why is Luke being steered to be a yeah. Jedi and Leia is not the idea that they are truly hiding Leia. Uh, the problem is when in, in The New Hope, when Obi-Wan sees the, um, the hologram, she, uh, she knows who, who he is, right? Yes. Because Leia says, General Kenobi, you served my father, who at that time was Organa, in the Clone Wars. Like, Leia knows the backstory, so she's been told about Kenobi, which, if you think about it, is kind of dangerous to tell her. Why tell her but not tell Luke? Yeah, but she also presumably doesn't know who Anakin is, because, yeah. again, you know, she doesn't know that Vader's her father. She doesn't know the whole thing with it. She knows her mother as Organa. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I think it's one of these... What, what I had with this is the idea of filling the plot hole of why is Leia not a Jedi? I can yeah. see, and, and this is something I don't think is going to be major to the story, but I can very well see them just sort of throwing in something of the idea of why are we not training Leia to be a Jedi? 
Or are they? Is there something going on that we just don't see? Yeah. Is that a future story? I can very well see we are going to see a future episode, which is young Leia. Is this, it is interesting because be cool. the, the Leia, <laughs> Leia's character is hidden in plain sight. She's a senator. She's like very prominent in politics. Yes. Um, so she and, and her relationship go to the Kenobis or to Kenobi goes back. So she's hidden in plain sight. Luke isn't. Why, why the difference? Why the difference? Yeah. And that's my comment is we're going to see under some understanding of why the difference. Okay. Uh, we skipped 14. Uh, 15 is, whoops, I'm out of order here. Okay, so 15, and the last one is a new Jedi character is introduced. I threw this in. Are we going to throw in a new Jedi in conjunction with this? I think the answer is no, but okay. I did put this in of the idea of are we going to see a new Jedi. We obviously see the Inquisitors on the yeah. side. I'm going to go with no also. I think with only six episodes, there's not that much yeah, time. Yeah, that's, that's my real reason for it. So. Okay, and then I've got a tiebreaker. Who says I've got a bad feeling about this? <laughs> we have four options. A, Obi-Wan. B, another legacy character, meaning anybody we've seen before. C, a new character. Or D, nobody says it. <laughs> Somebody's going to say it. I think that this is always the tiebreaker. I'm going to go with another legacy character. Okay. I'm going to go out on a limb as to just who it is. I think we're going to say it an Inquisitor say it. <laughs> I'm going to go completely out on a limb about that. I'm going to say I'm going to say yes, legacy character. Uh, and since the tiebreaker, we picked the same one. I'm going to say uh, Owen Lars says it. <laughs> so I have Owen. You have the Inquisitor. Right. I like my odds on that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, these have never come down to a tiebreaker. So okay. So there's there's our. Uh, let's see. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 of these. So uh, we will wait for the series to come out. We'll probably watch the whole thing, and uh, then we'll come back and do a wrap-up episode. Okay. Well, I think that basically does this for this. We usually don't do anything else other than just sort of these, you know, yeah. throwaway episodes. It's what it is. Um, these are kind of fun. You know, I mean, and I have to say, like, I am so enthused about Kenobi now, it's not even funny. Having been a little lukewarm at the beginning, yeah. I think the, the real thing that's very interesting about this is this is the one they can screw up. Um, more so than any others. I think there is some concern about Book of Boba Fett and, you know, that Book of Boba Fett did not really talk about Boba Fett. Mm -hmm. um, it was really sort of a, a Mandalorian tie-in. But I have to wonder, is Book of Boba Fett partially setting up Kenobi? Is that what it is here? You know, yeah. we're, we're, we're tying these things together and they couldn't give too much away. Is that also why Book of Boba Fett was kind of short? Yeah. Um, you know, and why this is kind of short is we need to get these these timelines sorted out where they can't give us too much of the season twos away. Yeah. And they also, uh, these are going to serve a marketing purpose, I think, of, of setting us up to want to see the next thing, which yep. I believe is the, the Cassian Andor. We didn't talk about him, but he would be involved around this time, maybe. Um, yep. And uh, and then the Ahsoka Tana um, series. We've got to set up Ahsoka. I mean, yeah. that's the thing sort of with this. At the same time, you know, having having seen what you've seen in the animation episodes, I think there's little doubt Ahsoka is already a popular character amongst yeah. that group. But we need to set it amongst the people who haven't seen the animation. Yep. You know, the things with that. So I think that that's what we've got with it. I think the most interesting thing we're also going to bump into with this, and it's one of those I hear in the comments with the fans. Uh, part of the reason I started listening to these fan podcasts is because I wanted to get the take of younger fans, mm -hmm. of people who were the prequels, were the original movies that they saw, and stuff like that. And one of the things that keeps being mentioned is how popular Anakin's character is as Hayden Christensen. And so... It's bizarre the, to me because his character was so unlikable. Yeah, and that, but I think part of that is us, you know, yeah. as to, you know, where we come in with this. And how much are we going to see this potentially being a setup of we can make Hayden truly Darth Vader mm -hmm. for the first time. 
um, and Anakin really being Darth Vader as a new character, as opposed to being James Earl Jones, who yeah. obviously in any of this time period is more Hayden Christensen, but that's more important than what he is afterwards yeah. um, and what we have after. So we can kind of keep the legacy of James Earl Jones as the voice of Darth Vader, but we can make Hayden Christensen more a Vader stand-in at the start. So. Maybe that's how they, uh, I don't know, if, we didn't talk about this, whether Jones would be involved in this, um, but maybe that's one of the ways they avoid having to get him on board is they have Christensen play it and without the helmet so he doesn't have the voice yes. modification. I yet. think we're going to have that in the idea that you know he doesn't necessarily have it and we may get like a tie-in at the end where they can potentially reuse a phrase or even yeah. have him say one phrase thing like Mandalorian and throwing in Luke Skywalker at the end yep. um, where we have that idea of just a, a brief reference to the fact that like he gains the voice that could be something where his voice changes because of something happening to him something yeah. along those lines. All right, so that's it. We'll uh, we'll circle back on this in, I guess, a month or two. I don't know how it will be, like, a weekly release schedule. Do we know for, uh, for Kenobi? I, as far as I know, it's going to be a weekly release schedule. I'm hoping I'm going to be able to see the first episode when it comes out because I'm going to be traveling potentially on that day. So yeah. we'll see when it comes out. But, uh, yeah, we'll have a vacation in June. And so two-episode first release, if I'm really good. It's both first two episodes on the first day. All right, we'll plan to come back to this probably mid-July, and we'll, we'll see where we're at. Yep, sounds good. All right, thanks, everybody. See ya. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by Lewis Rice LLC, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. This podcast was produced and recorded in St. Louis, Missouri. 